Hey, welcome to Bruise Culture. I'm your host, Evan Schwab. I own the gaming site Big Cultures, and I'm an aspiring Cicero. I'm here to help you pair quality craft beers with great games in order to maximize your leisure time. We'll talk about some of the best breweries and their histories alongside the ins and outs of games and the gaming industry. So stop in, take a load off, and enjoy excellent brews with us as we explore two of the most profitable business industries. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number four of Brews Culture. Today, we've got a couple of cool things to talk about. A really good Irish beer and one of the longest-running video game franchises still going today. Before we get into that, Epic Games is settling their lawsuit for players who bought loot boxes. If anybody, since Fortnite launched many years ago, bought a loot box, Epic Games will be dropping a thousand V-Bucks into your account. Now, if you're not familiar with what a loot box is, it's essentially an item that you can purchase from the Fortnite store in this case that is filled with random in-game items that you can use. It might be a costume, could be rare weapons, legendary items, anything common to extremely rare. The issue with loot boxes around the world is that many places consider them a form of gambling and many game companies have been under fire for offering loot boxes. So essentially, the idea is that players should know what they're getting out of their loot boxes before they pay for them. So Epic Games has now offered loot boxes in their Save the World, which I believe is their single player campaign, not single player, but their story mode campaign, not the Battle Royale, offers players an x-ray vision for their loot boxes so that they can see exactly what's inside them before they spend their money on it. Now, if you know anything about this, you know, a couple years ago when EA came out with Star Wars Battlefront 2, they were under massive fire for their loot box scheme, I guess you could call it. They, too, were under fire from various governments because their loot boxes um, were also considered a form of gambling. And they butchered their launch of Battlefront 2, huge part because of these this loot box incidents, so drastically that EA almost lost their license to create Star Wars games. I mean, they, they did lose their exclusivity, as Ubisoft will be creating an open-world Star Wars game in the near future. But it's a crazy story. I don't know how I feel about the idea of suing a video game company, even though you know full well what you're purchasing. Now, I get it. If, if gambling in your country or in your area is illegal or whatever, and we're going to call it gambling... And sure, I get that. But, and, and obviously, I think a lot of the issue comes with kids purchasing loot boxes. I think that's a, a major argument that is made. Kids who, who, you know, at maybe 12 years old spend money when they shouldn't, money that's not their own, on these loot boxes. And they're addictive because the rush that you get when something good finally drops. But for the most part, people understand what they're buying. And if they're upset that they spent their money on it, I think that just kind of points to maybe a lack of responsibility. It's just my opinion. It's not actual fact. But I, I, I do struggle with people who don't take responsibility for what, they, what they've what they done. So Epic will be dropping a thousand V-Bucks into everybody's account if they ever purchased a loot llama with their own money. So... If you did and you want to go back on Fortnite and check, this will be uh, happening in the near future. Enjoy the Loot Llama or however many Loot Llamas you can get with a thousand V-Bucks. It's been a long time since I played Fortnite. And speaking of Fortnite, Epic Games is another extremely successful developer, publisher, now that Fortnite has essentially reigned supreme for many years now. Fortnite came out... Four, five years ago, originally as a cooperative mix between a third-person shooter and, I guess, a Minecraft sort of, of experience. I remember I, I purchased it when it was on disc, and it was a sort of pre-release type purchase that 
the money went to the developer for them to continue making the product. It didn't do so well, and they came out with their Battle Royale mode, and uh, the rest is history. So, like Epic Games, like Fortnite, the developer that we will be talking about today is Falcom. One of, in my opinion, the most prestigious developers in Japan. And in America now, Falcom games are being published by NIS America, which is one of the really the only large purveyor of Eastern RPGs in particular. The game series we'll be talking about is East, that's YS. Uh, it's been around since the early 80s. And the beer is from one of my favorite breweries that we've uh, we spoke about in episode one, Three Floyds Brewery. And the beer is Brian Boru, which has a wonderful little story that goes along with it. So to recap our Three Floyds Brewery, uh, they're based out of Munster, Indiana. They distribute to a handful of states, which obviously include Indiana, Ohio, I believe, Wisconsin, and they make some of the best beer that I have consistently had. Their Zombie Dust, which was the American Pale Ale that we spoke about in episode one, has won multiple awards, has been in the top 10 beers uh, in the nation a number of times since its initial release. So instead of focusing so much on Three Floyds again, it may still be fresh in your mind from a couple weeks ago. We're going to actually look at Brian Boru, the, the man, the myth, the legend, and the beer. So Brian Boru was the first High Irish Lord. Now, as a fun little aside before we get into the High King of Ireland, Brian Boru was born in Munster, Ireland, which Three Floyds is based in Munster, Indiana. It's a fun little fact that I'm sure that they chose for a particular reason. So Brian Boru was a badass. Brian Boru was a warrior who was believed to have ended the Viking invasion in Ireland. Now think about that. This dude ended the Viking invasion, the Vikings, the the barbarians who are known to be some of the most vicious warriors, pillagers in history. So Brian Boru is believed to have ended their invasion, their occupation of Ireland, which is pretty cool in itself. But he was wise enough to allow a lot of the Vikings, a lot of the Norsemen, to stay in his territory because of the established economy. Uh, A lot of them were very wealthy, and a lot of them were essential to keep his land running, you know, at a healthy level. So not only was he a monster warrior, but Brian Boru was also uh, a pretty intelligent economist, as well as... um, a leader who unified his people. So when in the year 964, when Brian was 23, I believe he was born in 941, his brother, Mathgammon, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but Mathgammon decided that he was going to claim control over the province of Munster, where they were from. And in order to do so, they would have to battle the the Vikings. So, and, you know, that was all well and good. Eventually, however, Brian was upset with his brother, who initially made peace with the Vikings. So, a lot of their family, a lot of their friends, a lot of the people of Ireland were massacred by the Vikings. So, Brian took it upon himself to desert with a handful of men, and they fought against the Vikings. You know, they caused heavy casualties, but they also took heavy losses in return. But what Brian did in this action was inspire his brother to rise up against the Vikings as well. And they did so. And they were able to ambush and rout the Norse at the Battle of Solcoit. And then they wound up looting and burning the Viking village of Limerick, where, according to Wikipedia, they killed every man of fighting age and enslaved the rest of the Viking population. So I suppose it gave them a little bit of their own medicine. Eventually, Mathgammon, Brian's brother, would 
pass away, and Brian would take over uh, command of the province of Munster. So after he rid the land of the Viking menace, he decided that he was going to try and unite Ireland and become the High King of Ireland. So wasn't an easy route. He fought many battles. Eventually, he did come to unite the land, but only for a brief period of time before uh, he passed away himself. It is unclear whether he was killed in combat or if he died of old age, as around the year he passed away, he would have been relatively old. But Brian was known to be a good commander, as good a commander as his brother. He was a good high king, uh, revered, and he was known to take advantage of every opportunity in battle, which is something that, uh, that I think is pretty cool and probably offered him a pretty significant advantage when it came to actual combat. Don't need honor if you're focusing on taking advantage of every opportunity, every weakness that your enemy provided. So, Brian Boru, the red-headed warrior, gets himself a an Irish-style red ale from the Masters at Three Floyd. Now, this is a rotating seasonal beer from Three Floyd, so I'm excited to get my hands on it. It carries a 6.5% alcohol content. It is a medium amber color, not as dark as some red ales, but it holds its own. It is filled with new and old world hops that give it a citrus, stone, tropical fruit aroma. And it is one of the best Irish ales that I've had. I mean, it's it's like a legitimate Irish ale. I highly recommend it. This one, however... Now, I'll need to talk with the uh, with the people at my local craft beer shop, but according to the Three Floyds website, Brian Boru is only available to pick up from Three Floyds Munster, Indiana. Now, I know that Red Wine and Brew, which is where I like to purchase my um, beer from, I know that they, they, have, they work a lot with Three Floyds, so they get a lot of the difficult-to-find allocated beers, so perhaps they had extra, they, they brought it in. In any case, if you live... Near Munster, Indiana, you've probably already had this. But if you find Brian Boru at your local beer shop in one of the one of the few states that um, carries Three Floyds, I do highly recommend it. You know, it's it's a bit bitter on the tongue, but really, it's really good. It's been a long time since I've had an Irish ale. Brian Boru does a trick. So if you're into that, highly recommend it. And we have paired this one today with an Ice America and Falcons East. Now the first East game was released in 1987, which was a year before I was born. Crazy to think about. We'll focus on a specific East entry here shortly, but East follows the adventures of Adol the Red, a crimson-haired warrior who is known across the world as an adventurer. Um, particularly in the later games, the newer ones, each, each game is a different chapter from Adol's travelogues, his adventure diaries, whatever you want to call them. Um, they each feature grandiose quests, uh, and, the, and the past couple releases have been huge. Um, the East games used to be 20, 30 hours. I mean, you, could, you could plow through them pretty quickly. They're great, you know, skill-based action RPGs. But the new, the new set of East games, <clears throat> in particular East 8, um, East 9... Memories of Salsetta, they all feature close to 100 hours of gameplay. So we'll talk about East 9, Monstrum Nox, which is the most recent title that dropped February 1st, I believe. It features Adol alongside his longtime partner, Dogie, as they uh, they enter the prison city of Balduk. Um, Adol's arrested right away for crimes against the Roman government, whom he always seems to come across in each of his adventures. Um, one of the interesting pieces of East is that the games often mimic 
and pull from uh, real world history. So if the Roman army sounds familiar, it's because they're based on the Roman Empire. So Adol's arrested and he shortly thereafter breaks out of prison, but is essentially forced into becoming one of what is known as monstrums, which are for lack of a better words, the monstrums are a group of people who are cursed with special powers and they can't leave the city of Balduk. Their mission is to prevent these creatures from overflowing into Balduk. As you learn later, the creatures are created from the pain and sins, essentially, of humans. So what they're doing is keeping the balance in the world at all, much like Brian Boru, is a revered in many cases, um, warrior, but also reviled by a number of his enemies. East is very similar to the Brian Boru Irish Ale, in that it's not the easiest thing to get into. So until the uh, release of East 8, which was a tremendous game, the, uh, the whole franchise was relatively... I mean, it was a niche franchise. I just happened to stumble across it when I was in high school many years ago, and actually ended up writing a found poem about the East 6, uh, the Ark of Napishtim, I think I'm saying that right, which is a crazy story, probably for another time, but ended up having a huge conversation with somebody in the audience about, um, which I knew very little of at the time and really didn't get into it until 8 came out, but it was a very niche experience, a very niche game until 8, and 8 was so good and such a breath of fresh air for the franchise that it has drawn an incredible audience now. East 9 carries on the same kind of gameplay that made 8 so popular and adds in my opinion, a better story, a more complex and weird story. Uh, without getting into any spoilers, it is one that keeps you guessing for quite a while. So, as I was saying, like the beer, East is not the easiest. You know, it's not going to be something that somebody who's never played East um, or a game like it uh, is going to pick up and be like, oh, this is great, two minutes in. You know, just like if you've never had a, an Irish ale before, if you're not a huge beer drinker, if you don't like the bitterness of beer, a red Irish ale is not going to be your thing. But like the Brian Boru Irish Ale, East 9 is a great experience. Um, it's tough, like the beer. It is full of, and forgive me for this uh, this plan words, but it is, it is an experience like the beer has hints of stone and grass. So too does East 9 um, with its prison-esque city and the, the open fields right outside. The gameplay is smooth. It has a pleasant feel to it, you know, where the mouth feel of the uh, Brian Boru might be a little bit bitter, might be a little sharp. East 9 takes a little getting used to, but ends up with the same enjoyable overall experience as Brian Boru. What I'm trying to say here is that, like the beer, or like the game, depending on what you're looking at for the first time, or if you're looking at both for the first time, each is extremely enjoyable, extremely worth your time, uh, based on their merits alone. So get past that first sip if it's not something that you're totally into. Get past the first hour of gameplay if it's not something that you're uh, totally feeling. And and let it sit, you know, let it breathe. Typically, you're not going to be let down. They're both good. They're both great. Epic Cultures, we gave 
East 9, a 92%, I believe, which was the highest East game review score that we've we've provided. I will be crushing this Brian Boru six-pack that I got from Red Wine & Brew. It's great. Probably be sharing it with my brother here uh, this upcoming weekend. It's definitely something that I highly recommend that I think you should try out both of them. But that being said, and excuse my, uh, my sudden, you should know yourself. I mean, everything is worth trying. The beer is worth trying. The game is worth trying. But if you are not a fan of Irish ales, you... You might actually want to try this because it's 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 very atypical of Irish ales. But if you're not a fan and you know you're probably not going to be a fan, you may struggle with this one. Uh, likewise, if the Japanese RPG style is not your thing, I totally get it. There's a lot of awkward dialogue. Sometimes the localization is off, but they're definitely worth trying. You never know. It could be it could be that experience that really turns you on to something bigger, something better, something that you didn't know that you liked. Yeah. So give it a shot. Three Floyds, highly recommend just about everything. They have something for everybody. Whether you like IPAs, whether you like Irish ales, whether you like stouts, pretty good Hellas. Uh, they do collaborations with a number of um, other breweries or, or they have a wonderful, wonderful permanent funeral. Uh, beer that they collaborated with Pig Destroyer, the heavy metal uh, pig core, reap core. I don't know what we call it now. Um, band that is absolutely terrific that I will, if I can get my hands on another bottle or two, I will be using in a future episode. They do session ales. You know, once, once COVID clears up, I will go hunt for some, some more and I will take a trip out to Three Floyds Brewery to get you guys some uh, some more content um, that you will be able to find on our YouTube page at Big Cultures. Yeah, it, please try to find Three Floyds somewhere. I highly recommend it. If you're not into pale ales, you're not into Irish ales, you're not into stouts, try Gumball Head. Gumball Head is one of my favorite beers, period. Uh, it's, it's so good. So yeah, so remember, V-Bucks if you ever bought a loot pack from Fortnite. Brian Boru was a badass, and his beer, in his honor, is terrific. And East, alongside At All the Red, is a franchise that is worth investing in, and you will be investing in, because the prices on most of the East games increase exponentially after they launch. Um, East 8 for the PS4, uh, a sealed copy, runs close to 100 bucks, if not more, Um which is outrageous for a PS4 game. I mean, it's, it's, I haven't seen anything like it, but it's worth investing your time and money into if you are willing to give it a shot. Uh, with that, if you are interested, we will be drinking Brian Boru and playing East Nine this Friday on our Brews Culture live stream where you can find us there at Bit Cultures Twitch. So twitch.tv backslash Bit Cultures. Follow us on Twitter at Bit Cultures and Instagram at Bit Cultures. We, update our content pretty consistently and you'll you'll see what beers we're drinking for the days we're drinking what games we're playing news reviews all of it so we would love to have you join our family our discord welcome and we would love to have you so enjoy your beers please drink responsibly have a good time i will see you next week with another good beer that i'm excited to talk about thanks for listening and i look forward to next week disclaimer This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, Please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.